0: I suggest you don't start off a conversation about religion or Christianity or Jesus by beginning with what you don't believe in common with the other person. Yeah, that never goes well. You know, don't, yeah, don't look for like, oh, Buddhist, <laughs> huh? You know, sure. Oh, don't go, oh, atheist, huh? So now I'm just looking for the differences instead of the commonality. Yep. So don't do that. Don't dive into a debate with them. We've said it before on the show, apologetics makes for really gnarly evangelism. Hmm. Apologetics is the defense of the faith Within the faith community. That's the purpose of it. It's beautiful. It's important. But apologetics is not evangelism. Okay. Rarely, if ever, in scripture will you find it. Seriously. Mm. We've talked about that. I talk about that a lot actually in, in my book, Bigger Gospel. Yeah. Apologetics not a good evangelism. So don't dive in debate with them and, or don't go after some specific sin that you believed you've observed in their life. Mm.
1: everyday disciple podcast where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now here's your host, Caesar Kalinowski. All
0: right, you can't see it. You can't see it, but I can see it. And it is beautiful right here where I'm at. Yeah, I'm on vacation this week. So that means I've pre-recorded this. But uh, when you're hearing this, I am on a rare, super rare, 10-day vacation. Never get enough time. I feel like we always take a week, and then you have a travel day on the front end, a travel day on the back end. That leaves about five days. It takes me about three to four just to kind of mellow out and come down. And so you feel like you get maybe a day or two of vacation. So a 10-day vacation and This is amazing. We are staying in Hawaii. Some really great friends of ours have a place there that's, oh, or here, (laughs) that's amazing on the big island. And talk about God's bubble of grace. This place is so swank and so beautiful. And oh, anyway, not trying to make you jealous, but maybe just a little. I don't know. I am loving it. Tina's loving it. We are praising God this week for an extended time of beauty and rest. And yet, here we are with another episode for you. Can't miss that. Hey, if you recently left us a review on the podcast, whatever you listen to the podcast on, if that system, that service allows you to leave a review, we'd really appreciate it. Because that way, other people, when they're checking out how many podcasts they want to listen to or which one's a new one or whatever... They say searching through the podcast listings is how a lot of people find a podcast. So if you leave some stars, share your thoughts on it. It doesn't have to be long, just a sentence or two. That really helps people find the podcast. So would you just share out the Everyday Disciple podcast for us? Share that with a friend. Text somebody. Put it in your Facebook group. You can send them to everydaydisciple.com forward slash podcast. And then they'll find it, they'll find it, or they don't have to listen at our site. They can listen anywhere, Spotify or iTunes or wherever they listen to podcasts. But I'd sure appreciate it if you do that for us. Okay, today I'm going to talk to you about something that I'll bet you can relate to. Have you ever felt super awkward when you're trying to share your faith or get into a spiritual discussion with someone? It just there's a uh, There's a reticence to it, or how's this going to go, or what are they going to feel about all this? And even with someone close to you, it can feel that way. In fact, maybe it's even harder at times with someone who's very close to you to talk about faith or bring the good news of the gospel into the conversation. Or maybe you've experienced this where you've shared your faith or talked to someone about Jesus. You felt good about it. It seemed like it went well. The other person wasn't weirded out. But then after that, you notice your relationship seems to have changed. Yeah, something's just a little bit off or maybe they're avoiding you a bit. Well, my buddy Heath, who you heard last week, what a what a good, smart guy, he and I had a great conversation about this and I want you to hear it today. I know it's gonna encourage you, it really will, and hopefully it'll help give you some ideas on how to share your faith without it being weird
1: for either you or being weird for them. Take a listen. I've met some weird weird faith sharers out there gosh see share your faith it's always one of two things or both you feel like weirdo sharing yep. your faith
0: you think that someone thinks you're a weirdo for sharing your faith or both you're a weirdo <laughs> they and weirdo. they're picking up on that you know i think it's jim gafkin he's got a bit about like the last thing anybody wants to hear from you in a conversation is like can i talk to you about
1: jesus you yeah you, you can go up to they
0: the to and say that they'd be like hey listen weirdo <laughs> like, what is
1: so the- easy I think the weirdest expression of faith sharing that I've experienced in my 34 years on earth was on a seven day Caribbean cruise. And there was some dude, he was a rogue gospel witness guy that, that kept laying those million dollar bills everywhere. They have Jesus's face on the front
0: and like replacing he, the actual face of
1: a million dollars. Yeah, dollar. I was like, instead of George Washington on a, on a dollar, it was Jesus Christ on a million dollar bill. And like Romans wrote on the back or something. Yeah. It was like, you know. Money will never buy you super happiness, helpful. but Jesus will. And
0: super helpful. You'd think oh. by
1: like day four or five, like he would have run out of these things. I'm pretty certain he just had a suitcase full of them. And like he'd wake up the next morning and they're at the breakfast table and they're in the bathroom and they're super helpful. That was my weird have you had any weird experiences. Well, there's always, you know, we talk about
0: the bullhorn guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? The guy's God hate people, you. People think that's fake. That's real, at least here in Pacific Northwest. There's a Tacoma guy, and I have run into several times. There's a guy down in Portland at the Saturday market. Mm. that literally screams through a bullhorn at people. And all you hear, I mean, it's just its just him screaming about something you don't even know. It's like, this, he's screaming, he's screaming. You just hear, like, uh, the only words that kind of poke out of the cloud of, like, horror is, like, wrath of God. You know? And you're just like, like, wow. So here's what I do. Like, I, I should be admitting this, like, over the airways here, but um, I, I like to go up to those kind of guys, and I've done it several times my family. I was like, oh, Dad's doing it again. I always go up and I act like I'm interested. And what okay. they're saying, and they're always stoked because they're not getting a lot of action. You know, what I mean? they're not sure. not a lot of sales going. You know, <laughs> and so I always go up and I go like, uh, how, "How you how you doing?" And they're like, "Yeah, and they're just stoked now, right?" Yeah. And then and then I go, "Is is that, uh, is that a gospel that you're you're proclaiming there?" You know, drop yeah. a Christian word. on. and they're like, "Well, yes, it is." And I go, so "The gospel is called good news, right?" And they're like, "Yes, it is." You know, what's your name? And, and then I always say, "I'm like, so like, wh- where's the good news part?" Because huh. all I hear is like, is screaming about fire and wrath and gays and much good news foul stuff that you know you're hating right now. And all, <laughs> where's the good news part? And then the guy gets it, like his face drops, he gets it like I'm a ringer. And, he, <laughs> and he's like, Oh, I actually, one guy said to me, Heath, he says, Oh, I get it. You're one of those guys that thinks you should be friends with people first.
1: Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. like, Yeah,
1: you know, like Jesus, like, like friends. Kind of a couple of years of doing life together.
0: Yeah, I know. You might want to get to know somebody before you like scream at them about wrath (laughs) that's coming. All
1: right. So when we're talking about this concept of sharing your faith, Jesus seemed uh, more keen to have our lives match up to this kingdom lifestyle rather than just going out and screaming words and preaching at people. Right? Right. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Jesus proclaimed
0: like his father all the time, okay? okay? But we see like these preaching words in scriptures and then therefore preaching and evangelism in general is something done in the form of a sermon or a rehearsed speech. But that's nearly not what Jesus did or modeled. And and when we see in the epistles, Paul and others talking about preaching the word, then we have to take it in the context of what was going on then, because it's not what we thought. So, for instance, Romans ten fourteen says, how then, this is Apostle Paul talking, how then can they call on the one they've not believed in? Okay. And how can they believe in the one whom they've not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? Well... Huh. Okay. So we hear like, so that's why you got to, you got to be out there and you got to be preaching. And I know I grew up in that. That just meant like, well, get a bullhorn, you know, go out, stand on the street, get a soapbox and all that stuff. Well, let's check it out. I don't, I don't normally try to dive too deep into the Greek and Hebrew, but check it out because this word in Greek is pronounced like Caruso or Caruso or something like that. Almost like Robinson Crusoe, Caruso, but the root word the etymology of it's actually uncertain. It's it's not a word that's used in a ton of other forms or any of that, but it do, it did mean to sort of proclaim openly or to um, be someone who brings a message, kind of thing, to herald something. And that wasn't something that the apostles made up and applied to the church. That was something that was really it was understood in their lifestyle and, li- and their life living in you know under Roman rule and, and all that. Because for then, a king would have someone whose job it was was to go out and give his message. The king wouldn't go out in the square and tell everybody what they wanted. Sure. And so the person that did this was called the Caruso. They would, curux. they would proclaim. The Caruso, they w- they were called the curux. Mm-hmm. That's what I meant to say. So they would go out and they're proclaiming the Caruso. That's what they did. They were the curux. And so their job, the position of this curux, was... Was to kind of really, you know, the king would call him to his court and he would say, I have a message. And that was a privilege. It was a big deal. And then the king would summon the guy and he would come and he would carefully and accurately get the communication from the king, write it all down. And he would not only get like the message itself in technicality, but he also in tone and like what's the mood of the king and all that and make sure that he was proclaiming that right or carusoing that right. Preaching—that's where we get the word. Sure. So you know, preaching that accurately, just proclaiming that accurately. Mm. But it, it wasn't—it wasn't like everybody did it, and it wasn't like that was like okay, so now everybody would go around. That, that was so. That's where it came from. So when you see Paul saying, so how it—it's more like how will someone know who Christ is and what He's done if they don't hear it? And How will they hear it if no one goes out and lets them know what's going on, uh-huh. <laughs> what the King is about? Sure. And that's really the tone of it. We got to understand that because. That word clearly, and maybe there's going to be some listeners that don't agree with me, but that word clearly is not. So get a pulpit and get a room full of people and set them down and that do that, or get a soapbox or get a bullhorn. Sure. And so, yes, we are called absolutely to proclaim this. and all through scripture, it says that, but it's not, we. It's, it's really a disservice when we hear the word preach. Sure. Because preach is not. It's you shut up and listen to me tell you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's just, I mean, and I'm not anti-preaching. It's just that Preaching, when we say preaching, is really that's that's more of like, hey, uh, a sermonizing or what a professor does and mm. things like that. That is not the use of it in the New Testament when they're saying, hey, go out and let people know, like,
1: pro- like when he goes soul winning. You remember that? <laughs> Proclaim the good news, yeah. So, yeah, I've had some soul winners at my door. that went out and that's their goal. Yeah, it's, we're going out. We're preaching to the lost for three, three hours. They're like, yeah, I don't. Who are you? And why do I need to believe you? Well, well, there again, it's because it's just a wrong understanding of the text. You know? And and
0: a lot of that comes from like King's King James versions and all. And it's just, and then the mushing together of it. And then also just a lack of understanding of the gospel. That the message that was meant to be good news of the, that Jesus is in fact now Lord of life. yeah, And you're not. And so you don't have to be anymore. And that's really good news. Mm. And the goal was never... Like when Paul said, go out and proclaim, it wasn't proclaimed so they can get saved. It was proclaimed so they can now live under his lordship. Sure. He's king. Hey, the king's here and he's a good king. Yeah. So the whole thing was kind of, we say back ass words, you know, yeah. <laughs> like from the get go when we, when we use the word preach. So, so yeah, yeah you, pr- you preached, you proclaim, but that's not, so we're talking about how do you share your faith or how do you talk about this king? Hmm. How do you proclaim good news to people without feeling weird about it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You got to understand that first. So don't feel bound by a misunderstanding
1: of a pretty rare Greek word tied to a specific role, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, It's hard to imagine. So how would you suggest that we share our faith in maybe like a more natural, less weird and creepy sort of way? Well, there's a lot of ways. Most people don't
0: like sharing their faith because they feel like people are going to reject them or they don't know how to or whatever. But I had people say to me, I think my friends may be more open to actually what I think and learn about God, but I don't know how to articulate it to them. Hmm. Okay, so that's why we're doing this sure. episode. Or I rarely talk to my friends uh, or coworkers about my faith because you know I don't want to feel like I'm cramming it down their throats. You ever heard that yeah. term? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, what does that mean? Cramming it, down? and it's so well worn in the church. Like we we copywrote that term, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or hitting them over the head with a Bible. Like, did that? That must happen. It had to have happened. It's, at some point in history, someone was preaching. <laughs> you know, they were bullhorning somebody. They were jamming it down their throat. Like they tore a page out, or they took the whole book and smashed them over there. I mean, I had to. Because it's, there's only two or three of those phrases. Like, well, when I was a kid, someone was jamming it down my throat. And I don't want, like, can we come up with a yeah. new metaphor? <laughs> anyway, so getting into it, uh, I want to say first, like, I suggest you don't start off a conversation about religion or Christianity or Jesus by beginning with what you don't believe in common with the other person.
1: Yeah. That never goes you well. Know, don't, yeah. Don't look for like,
0: Oh, Buddhist, (laughs) huh? Sure. Oh, don't go. Oh, atheist, huh? So now I'm just looking for the differences instead of the commonality. Yep. So don't do that. Don't dive into a debate with them. We've said it before on the show. Apologetics makes for really gnarly evangelism. Hmm. Apologetics is the defense of the faith within the faith community. That's the purpose of it. It's beautiful. It's important. But apologetics is not evangelism. Okay. Okay rarely if ever in scripture will you find it seriously Mm. we've talked about that i talk about that a lot actually in in my book bigger gospel apologetics not a good evangelism Mm. so don't dive in debate with them and or don't go after some specific sin that you believed you've observed in their life Mm. literally i can remember being like schooled in this when i was a young guy growing up in the church and it's like here's how you talk to your neighbors who are living together but they're not married Mm. here's how you go to your friend who you saw smoking a cigarette back you know what i mean like and here's basically how you'd rip them up, scripture them up, sure. shame them up. And then I don't know what, you know, uh-huh. like, where do you leave them? So I'm going to suggest lose the bummer. Hmm. Don't start with what's wrong or differences. Sure. It's just not a, that, Jesus wasn't, it was Remember the gospel's good news. Yeah. So look for some good news.
1: That's what I'm that doesn't. out oh, Yeah. It doesn't work that way in friendships or relationships or. Work environments like, yeah, you know, you're, at, you you're, like, know, you you're hate at most the cafe, of... you're at a pub, and you're like, you know, I, I want to make some friends with that guy. So I'm going to go up and I'm going to, I notice
0: he's wearing like the opposing football team that I grew up liking. I'm just going to go up and rip yeah. that guy. I hate the Packers. Good like, they're a good start. Yeah. A, yeah, good luck with that. So we wouldn't do it, but we haven't taught about that. Mm. So anyway, here's what I like to do instead I like to, and, and this is what I think is a cool way to share your faith without being okay. a weirdo, is I love pointing out how someone is an example of the kingdom of God breaking in. Mm. Like, I'll notice something that they did that reminds me of what Jesus or God is truly like. And then I'll point it out. It's cool. It's like they flip out on it. Like, 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 by the way, if you just, you can do this with a believer and it's like, oh my God, that's the most humbling, best compliment I ever Mm. got. But remember, we're all image bearers. So that stuff's in there. Even if we're not restored yet in it, you know, like we're not believers, we're still creating the image of God. So God's kingdom and glory, like... Paul said, like, even the rocks cry out, Mm. like all of nature proclaims it. So clearly all his image bearers still do in some ways. So look for it and notice, like, and I'll tell you what, it's powerful for people Mm. and it's a humble and it's surprising form of evangelism, quote unquote, as you connect their life directly to God's plans and his purposes. Mm. So let me give you a couple examples. Okay. okay? I once told a friend of mine who, a businessman, entrepreneur, who's an atheist, but really smart sure. guy, like really smart. I, I once told him that the knowledge and wisdom with which he conducted his business mm-hmm. was incredible to me. And I, I told him, I believe that all wisdom comes from God. Yeah. Now, I was in relationship with this guy, but we were having lunch one day and I said, man, you are so smart with this stuff. He's, said, oh, I've just done it forever. And I said, you know what? I believe that all wisdom comes from God. And then I added, but I think you have God-given wisdom. Hmm. And some of the stuff that you say, you know, that you do in business and the way you communicate with people, it reminds me of what God's like. Wow. It really does. Now, you'd have thought he was going to fall over. Wow. I mean, he like just melts. This is a pretty tough, like man-made guy. Grew up sure. like, in really bad parenting. And it changed our relationship forever. Mm-hmm. Now it wasn't weird to bring that stuff right. up because it was one of my first, like, really kind of moving towards him with spiritual sure. things. But it was in a form of a compliment mm-hmm. and then he just like well i don't know i'm never you know i don't kind of know you know and then he just for the next 20 minutes he never even took a breath he just kept giving me one wow. you know yeah, it's mean? cool here's another example i told a really close neighbor of ours once that the way that she had laid down her preferences in a particular situation to be a blessing to my daughter right. now, it's too long a story to get into but, but she'd done this and she's another she had no faith and we shared the gospel in many ways with then. They were real close sure. family. Years, but she had laid down her preferences in a situation to bless my daughter. And I told her that it reminded me of the way that Jesus laid down his life and just kind of gave up his. You know, he embraced uh. it, man. Right. And she she was like, I don't know. She, you know, was all flushed a little bit and flattered. I, I'll have to think about it. She's kind of blown away. Wow. It was crazy. Right. And so, you see, we've talked about this before, man. We've never looked at, at, at an, into the face of another person who's not an image bearer of God or how, you know, broken someone is or addicted or violent or whatever. They were created in the image of God. And so yeah. why not start with that? And here's the other thing. Not only are we all created in the image of God, sure, but guess what we we have most in common, bro, with every other freaking human being out there? Our need for Christ. Yeah. There's so little about us that's different. Like, hey, are you a sinner? I am. You need Jesus? Yeah, I do too.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, okay. Created in the image of God? Yeah. Uh, Is he still showing the world what he's like through aspects of your life? That's why you can go like, well, how come I know some Christians who are jerks? And I know some atheists who are just the nicest people in the world. They're image bearers and God is going to display
1: his glory. And so why not start by pointing that kind of stuff out in people's life? I love that, man. You actually had a tweet a while back that said, you will never look into the face of someone who's not an image bearer. I'm like, man, that is so cool. What a great starting point. Worst enemy in the world, image bearer. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And we don't, we don't want to acknowledge it, but see,
0: not acknowledge that in others and having it as our starting point is really not acknowledging our own sinfulness and need as well.
1: Because hmm.
0: like I said, those are the two things we have most in common. We had nothing to do with being created in His image and we've had everything to do with our need for a Savior. And we all have the same need. Yeah. So why have we been trained that, quote, evangelism is proclaiming, preaching a fiery hellfire message that starts with, sin, hmm. and wrath instead of God and his goodness. And let th- I me mean, think about this. The most common of sermons and uh, evangelism messages all start in Genesis 3.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's Genesis 3 is when the fall happens. Yep. And we all jump to Revelation 20. Yeah, And judgment's coming. It's coming. Jesus is going to judge all everything. But we leave off Genesis 1 and 2 God is good and glorious and gracious and perfect. Yeah. And he created humans in his image to be like him and fill the world with his glory and be fruitful, multiply and go. And he walked with him in the cool of the day and he gave him and shared his authority and all that. Yeah. And we leave off Revelation 21 and 22 where God is coming back one day to restore all things and people and places and walk closely with man again. So our whole, yeah, the whole message- the story changes when you cut
1: off the bookends.
0: Yeah, we just go from Genesis 3 to Revelation 20. So our our good news isn't like, hey, this is how you're creating. God wants that for you. It's like, you suck.
1: And you're going to pay for it. And you know, like, that's not good news. Yeah. So how do you think seeing somebody as an image bearer will change how evangelism is played out in our lives?
0: Well, like, like I said, it's the common ground man. Yeah. it's the common ground aspect of it. We're all in need of a restored relationship with God due to our own choices mm. and our pride. That's everybody. I mean, just try it. Just look at, think about someone right now that, you know, you're listening to this. Think about someone in your life believer or not believer, that you don't like. Yep. It's not a sin to not like everybody. You know what I mean? Sure. But the reason we generally don't like someone is is because it's a reflection of some part of us that we don't like. Yep. But think about it. Even if you think, well, like, oh, I don't know this person, but like, it's a certain politician, maybe, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> or it's a certain neighbor or it's someone at work. I don't sure. like that person. I don't like them. Okay. Image bear. Yep. Creating God's image? Just exactly in need of grace in the way that you and I are? Mm-hmm. What if every morning you got up and said, you know, what? I don't like that person. I'm going to pray for them that they'd experience the grace that I'm experiencing and that I need mm. and that I don't deserve. And they don't deserve either. But they and and God, we're creating the same image. And I wonder how God's created them to show his glory. But yeah. it's marred. Like, I'm going to look for that today. Huh. Instead of looking for what I don't like about the person, I'm going to look for what's kind of like God in them still. Like what what part of the kingdom do they display? Like generosity or patience or, or smart yeah. you know, or wise or there's something. I'm telling you, and there. if you look for that, instead of looking for the difference or the lack or whatever, so that common ground is a big thing, but even more importantly, back to the understanding of the crux, remember the spokesman or yep. the herald, we are these living representatives of our king. Mm. That's true. We are all cruxes. Okay. Yeah. So we're representative of that, of that king and his kingdom and this amazing good news that he is Lord of all, but as people now who stand at the same place of need and value. So oh. we're all standing you know, at the foot of the cross, so to speak. And we're not benevolently stooping down as Christians to, you know, our neighbor or to the culture to proclaim a confusing or harsh message of judgment from a high position. But like Jesus, we came proclaiming good news as a servant. Like yeah. Do you want to know what my dad's like? Like, yeah, it's jacked up. You jacked it up. Here's what he's like. And he shoulders our sin. Hmm. He said, I'll take the weight of that. Bad choice? Horrible choice. Hurt others? Yeah. Let me go ahead and take that for you. I mean, just start your it's day amazing. that way. Look yeah. at people that way. Start out looking. I, I, I remember a few years back, my house was only literally a two-minute walk to where our my office was and our offices were and we had a gathering place and all this. Sure. And I would walk past the same people every day and it was a bus stop on, on the corner right in between. And I, I can remember just doing my thing, walking past everybody because, you know, I got to get to the office because I'm pastor. I'm important. I yeah. have <laughs> ministry to do. And I remember <laughs> God saying, you just walked past like dozens of image bearers and you didn't acknowledge any of them that's me. That's my image. Like, wow. like, like, hard to hear. so would you at least just say hi and like, hello. And like acknowledge them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So then I kind of resolved, like, I'm going to greet everybody uh. as best I can. And yeah. I got into the habit of like trying to greet everybody. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. And then I realized, oh, that's a question. And they have to, they have to give an answer. So I'd go like you know, good day or Hey, good to see you. Or like, Hey, waiting for the bus or, you know, something, just yeah. acknowledge them as humans. And uh. then when I moved to New York for a couple of years, <laughs> uh, that was harder because there's a billion people and they're moving really, really fast. So sure. I'm like, how did you, how you try to, hi, 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 hi. Alrighty. That should help you be or feel a little less weird or the people in your life feeling a little bit less weird. So we really do want the good news to be good news to people. And as you grow in your gospel fluency, and your ability to see the thing behind the thing and take some of what you heard here today i think you're going to grow in that confidence i'm happy to help you with that that's a big part of what we do in our coaching i know i invite you into this often i want to do it again if you're interested in learning a full framework for discipleship or getting into some coaching where you get to be taught gospel fluency grow in that ability have someone walk through that with you help you with all that, just check out the coaching that we offer. If you go over to everydaydisciple.com forward slash coaching, everydaydisciple.com forward slash coaching, there's a bunch more information. There's a little form you can fill out there. You're not committing to anything, but that form will say, hey, I have some questions I'm interested, and we'll set up a time to hop on a Zoom call and talk about it. I'd love to do that, see if we can get you into some coaching. All right, so As always, we're going to give you the big three takeaways. The big three, hey, don't miss this, if nothing else. And they're available to you as a printable PDF. All you have to do is go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash big three. And these are all nicely, beautifully on a page for you. And you can use this to review the podcast or share it with someone else, or maybe just to re-encourage your heart. All right. So here's the big three for this week. Number one everyone's creating the image of God. Okay. Hmm. No matter how, how broken or jacked up or you don't like them or whatever, God's image is never g- completely gone or marred because hmm. they didn't have anything to do with getting it. Okay. Nor from you by that, by the way. Okay. right. So they have great value and God is looking to restore their lives to the fullness of his glory, the way he originally created them to be. So just start out with that. Just okay. start out. Don't miss that. Just the tomorrow as you're driving down the road, you look at a person next to you in the car, go image bearer, wonder what they're going through. Hmm. I wonder... What do they need to believe about themselves and believe about God? Okay. Second, God's not keeping track of your quote evangelism points in your life, hmm. regardless of how effective you think you are at evangelism or not. Sure, you are loved just the same amount by God. Wow. You you no longer need to fear what He thinks of you in this area of your life and your witness, and you no longer need to be locked up by fear of what others will think of you as you live out and share your life and the message of the gospel. Hmm. If you'll remember. To you know, lose the bummer. Like I said, don't start off conversations about religion and Christianity by beginning with what you don't believe in common, or don't dive into some debate or pointing out sin, or you know, like don't start there with people. You don't have to worry about what they're going to think when you bring truly good news, and that's why you know, just dropping that little tip on, like, hey, point out something in them, yeah, and then connect it to like that's what God's like, and so so pointing out how they show like God's like in some area, it will be good news. You're just hmm. gonna have to trust old Uncle Frank on that one. <laughs> and it'll build a bridge to further conversations because it's always like the saltiest thing ever. No one's sure. ever heard this before. So remember, we stand in need of grace exactly the same, in the same ways that everyone else does. It's all, it's available to them. It's available to us because of Jesus. And that's really good news. Okay, I hope that's an encouragement. I feel confident that it will be. I'm going to get back to my vacationing. Been
1: doing it the whole time you've been listening anyway, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on this show and to get loads of free discipleship resources, visit everydaydisciple.com. And remember, you really can live with the spiritual freedom and relational peace that Jesus promised every day.